Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Three shows, three days, three different co-hosts. I am the mainstay, the staple here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast channel. SP3 still gets the billing rights. But joining me as always here on Wednesday mornings, break down NXT and anything else major that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Also preview AEW as always. Blood and guts tonight, baby. Blood and guts. Can't wait for that. And a murder. And a murder today. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting blood and guts tonight. We had a... (laughs) literal murder last night i mean this is a look where else are you going to go to get this kind of action in the world of professional wrestling we're going to dive into it all today here i believe in pro wrestling jeremy how we doing oh excellent man uh this was probably one of the best endings of nxt in a while uh i really hope uh there's a title change honestly because cameron grams came off great and we'll talk about that down the line but it was uh one of the better finishes of the of the uh, of the show in quite some time and maybe that's because a certain uh mr levesque might be uh overseeing things now maybe i don't know here's the thing and i don't know if it's just because they've kind of been focusing a lot on the women's division because they definitely have a oh. lot of up-and-coming talent like there's a lot of really really uh there's a lot of talent to be really excited about uh, yeah. in nxt on the women's division and they are getting a lot of screen time whether it's Tiffany Stratton, Wendy Chu, Cora, and uh, and 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 Roxanne, uh, Casey, and or excuse me, Katana, and uh, Kate, <laughs> uh, Lash Legend, Nikita. I mean, they are all getting massive amounts of screen time, and it is it is great to see. They they obviously are trying to uh, replenish uh, the ranks. Uh, maybe some people might finally be able to move up. Uh, to the main roster, the EO Shirai's of the world, the maybe Alba Fires who got written off of this show, but they're focusing on a lot of that talent. Yes, and I think that has a large part to do with it. But I really do think that NXT 2.0 is finally starting to like find its footing and is continuously being. I'm not. I'm not ready to call it a good show, but I'm saying more often than not, it's outperforming where it was when it first launched. I think they're yeah. they're kind of done with the whole process of throwing crap against the wall and seeing what sticks. I think they have a feeling of what what is sticking and what they can turn this show into, even though at its basic point, it still is a developmental show. Yeah, I think the ratings have been saying that as well. The ratings have been steadily increasing for the show. They've been remaining in the high 600s lately. Uh, again, uh, this show this week was still kind of a mixed bag, uh, but, uh, a lot to look forward to next week. Uh, some clever things that set up matches, a great finish to the show. Like I said, uh, and and you're talking about the women of NXT. Are you saying that there's a lot to believe in with the women? Uh, I would use that pun. Yes, I, I absolutely would, would use that pun. There's a lot of talent that I'm really, really excited for. And, you know, I think the other thing about this show that people were very apprehensive of at first is there were a lot of people that they were just throwing at us that we knew nothing about. We didn't know who they were. We didn't know we couldn't keep their name straight. We didn't know what they were about. They just that's <laughs> off the wall characters. I think after the last several months, you know, myself, yourself, people in the wrestling media, and I think the the fans who are watching on a regular uh, consistent basis 
they're getting invested in some of the people that are on the TV screen and they are tuning in every week to, to watch their favorites. And you're starting to, to build dare I say some household names of NXT 2.0 probably doesn't hurt when you have a, a Nikita Lions Mandy Rose match either. Yeah, no, that's not going to uh, uh, not going to hurt anything. No, no, not not at all. But uh, before we dive into all of NXT blood and guts tonight, obviously, we'll preview that as well. Got some Sasha Banks news or do we some rumors, whatever you want to call it. We had we got a We got a Banks update. Let's just say a Banks update we'll get into that to kick off the show here but first things first got to thank our partners over at bet online who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information get all the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's wimbledon finals i actually played tennis for the first time ever uh last week that was interesting that was neat i played a lot when i was a kid it's hard like it's legit hard i barely would like make contact with my racket and the ball would go flying out of bounds i <laughs> I I I I I don't get it. I don't know. But then, like like one little flick of the wrist, and it barely goes anywhere. I, it, it's a weird sport. I did enjoy it. Nevertheless, if you want to watch tennis and bet on tennis, Bet Online is the place for you. They also got Major League Baseball, uh, latest fighting news, even next season's early NFL futures. Get on over to the website or use your mobile device. You're on it anyway right now while you're listening to the show. Let's be honest. Sign up today, receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get that bonus and get into the action. That is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. And we will start with Sasha Banks here, Jeremy. Uh, Raj Guri, Wrestling Inc. He is the one who broke the news a few weeks back. Seems like 10 months ago now at this point uh, that Sasha Banks has been released from WWE. That has not 100% been confirmed really by anybody. There has been no confirmation on Sasha's side. There's been no confirmation on any legal side. There's been no confirmation from WWE. Now, they haven't really been confirming releases. WWE is to be exact, but I think the last one that they actually confirmed was Bray Wyatt, but still, um, Raj is, uh, is here with, with an update uh, that he posted uh, last night. He says, quote, here's what I know about Sasha Banks. She was released on June 10th. So he's doubling down. She was released on June 10th, and it came from Erica Schreiber, VP of Business and Legal Affairs for Talent Relations. Poorly worded because there was some confusion. A lot of people thought he named Erica as his source. That is not the case. He said Erica was the one who released <clears throat> Sasha Banks. Ultimately, the decision coming from Vince McMahon himself, though. He continues, as for why WWE has not said anything or removed her from any of their pages, the rumor is that leadership is trying to smooth things over. And gee, I wonder, leadership, maybe a change in leadership. Now, there might be a new CEO. I don't know. There, there, there could be something. I'd like, going to, down. like to wish my best, myself my, the best <laughs> in my uh, future endeavors. Uh, you know, I got my own trash bag, too. <laughs> and I'm going to be okay with people power. Anyway, uh, that's what I used to say, right? It was people power. People power. People. I for some reason I had power positivity stuck in my head, and I don't need no, Cookie or Biggie. Oh, Rick! <laughs> I don't need them getting that. That's that guy. Uh, misconfused with me on that yeah. one. But uh, yeah, you got no John Laurinaitis there. Vince McMahon is no longer the CEO. And look, I tweeted this out when Stephanie, like the news first broke that Stephanie took over as CEO. I said, hey, look, not to like 
gloss over or anything, but like if I'm Stephanie and I actually have power, the first call I'm making is to Sasha Banks and try to see what I can do uh, to, to, to mend some fences to get that bridge built back up after Sasha basically strapped some C4 to it and blew it up by walking out on Monday Night Raw a few weeks back or a couple what a month ago now so, yeah but whenever it was time is time is meaningless at this point in my life um I mean your your reaction when you hear this saying that Sasha has been released but WWE is still trying to smooth things over it's like this is a never ending saga here. And, and again, we're not really hearing anything official from either side. It's, it's basically what Raj is hearing here. Yeah. And, and the, uh, supposedly the contracts for both women are going to be up here in July, which is, uh, Oh, look, it's Fridays when July hits and, uh, we don't know when in July, but, uh, we we're going to probably know a lot more in the coming couple of weeks of what really is going to go on here now the thing is well yeah stephanie can make that call but who is still running creative vince mcmahon he's yeah. not going to do anything with him women's tag he is they have not even shown any interest in developing anything with that tag division outside of possibly putting live and alexa bliss together and outside of that i mean that's not going to go down until after this weekend when they both compete in money in the bank so there has been no indication that they're even gonna give that a try let alone you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I just kind of wonder at this point if they're just uh, if they are trying to smooth things over and not putting anything out. And then if that contract runs out, then they just can simply say, well, we didn't release her. Her contract ran out. I don't right, know. Exactly. exactly. But uh, it, it's interesting. to So I, I, I honestly don't see Sasha back with WWE. I see Naomi coming back, but not Sasha. Yeah, and we'll get to Naomi here in a, in a few minutes. Uh, we are actually right now at uh, 30 nine days that vacant the dominant team of vacant has been the women's uh tag team champions they are in fact just two short days away from no longer having the shortest reign in the history of the women's tag team titles can you name me the team that currently has the shortest reign as the women's tag team champions oh god here's a god. trivia question for you yeah I guarantee you it's a team you will forget even had the titles. Bliss and uh, uh, Bliss and Nikki Cross. Dude, how you how are you going to forget and just disrespect the two-time <laughs> tag team champions on that? No oh. one forget. Well, I mean, somebody probably forgot, but no, I love that team. Oscar and Charlotte Flair. Oh. Oscar and Charlotte Flair were the I forgot they even had the up. titles. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. They yeah. broke up the the reign, the two reigns of Shayna Baszler and Nia Nia Jackson. So uh, uh. they are one of the teams, by the way. Actually, if you look at it now, technically, I guess we were at six straight women's tag team champions that have broken up. Uh Sasha Banks, uh. Naomi, Queen Zelina and Carmella, Rhea Ripley and Nikki ASH, Natalia and Tamina, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Oscar, Charlotte Flair. None of yep. those teams are together anymore. Shows you the uh, shows you the uh, the uh, belief and strength and confidence that they have in that women's tag division. Yeah, I mean they, the the day that Michael Cole basically like, and I'm not saying he did it. WWE told him to do it, but when he basically like kicked Sasha Banks and Naomi into an open grave and put dirt on them uh, on SmackDown with that whole, they embarrassed you know, us and they let everybody down and this, that, and the other thing. And he said, Hey, look, we're going to have a future women's tag team tournament to crown new champions. That's really the last time we've heard about those titles from that point on. And we saw the reports immediately afterwards. that says, yeah, WWE doesn't know how to do that tournament. I'm going, guys, it's not 
that hard. It's it's not. And I've gone on this diatribe a, a lot. Like if you can't come up with like a four team bracket, that's on you. And that just shows you how bad you are at your job or how little you care. So which one is it? Which one's better to you? Is it better to suck or is it better to not give a shit? I guess the proper question would be what's worse. What is worse in your opinion to be bad or to not give a shit? I think it's to not give a shit. And they never have in tag team wrestling in, 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 in the grand scheme of things in the history of the WWE, they really have not given a shit about the tag division. I mean, the ruthless aggression era for the men had maybe one established tag team and who were they going against? It was a makeshift of two single stars. That was maybe be the majority of the mid two or early to mid two thousands was that was your tag division was an established tag team and two single stars. I mean, and it's, it's only been quite recently that they cared about the men's tag team division. And I still yeah. think that's, that's solely because Randy Orton was in it. Yeah, probably. There was yeah. definitely a Randy Orton factor and it's been a long time. Hell, really, the only times that they've actually like put a full-fledged effort into the women's tag team division is when Sasha Banks and, and Bailey had the belts. You clearly, you know, have two teams right now with Dewdrop and Nikki. And then if they can ever progress that storyline to get the superhero gimmick off of Nikki, they've taken their time with doing that. And of course, now you got Liv and Alexa Bliss, which the crowd really seems to love as a team. And I think they will if they do actually care and decide to put anything together with those tag belts i i think they are going to be guaranteed to be a team after money in the bank then unless you can, one of them wins the briefcase and then you can call up uh you could call up katana and and uh caden you could call up toxic attraction and all of a sudden there you got four teams so uh you know and you can put another team together in there I mean, to mix it you, up i mean look they did this whole backstage video with Shayna baszler talking about how she can't help ronda rousey out in her feud with uh <laughs> with, with with natalia because of the way the the women's tag team division is shaked out but they didn't put that uh on uh on tv at all and it's you like, could, so hell you could have her tag team. hell you could have her tag with ronda people get behind that look it's not hard right like you could put together some really good teams. Now, maybe yeah. they tried to call in the Bellas or, you know, Beth Phoenix and some other people to kind of set up some other teams. Maybe they decided to try to go that route and it just didn't come to fruition. But still, they have options. They could do a lot of interesting things with a women's tag team. Hire me. Put me <laughs> in if you genuinely don't know what to do, please. I'm not that hard to get a hold of. Send me a DM on Twitter. All right. I will take over. Hell, I will take over the entire women's division for you. All right. I will run the whole damn thing for you. Give me a year. I will make that the hottest damn thing in professional wrestling. All right. Maybe not, but damn it. I'm going to choose to be confident on this one. Uh, before we got on that whole long, di <laughs> that whole long diatribe, you brought up Naomi. Should we be reading anything to the fact that we're hearing all of this about Sasha Banks? We ain't heard a damn thing about Naomi since this all went down. Other than the fact of, not the fact of, but I guess the fact would be the reports came out. A lot of people putting this on Sasha Banks, not a lot of people putting this on Naomi, uh, you know, for for walking out here. Maybe she was coerced into doing it or talked into doing it. or But Sasha Banks seemed to be the driving force. Naomi, <clears throat> I mean, she's got the family connection. But yeah. We haven't heard a damn thing about her since, since she walked out. Plus, uh, her contract is running up, too. So she can, <clears throat> can probably leverage a, a good situation for herself right now by staying quiet 
and when her contract runs up uh have some kind of ammo to get herself a lucrative deal whether it be with the bloodline whether you know if she joins the bloodline she's instantly in the running for smackdown women's champion she's gonna get a long time ago she's she's gonna be thrust in the top of that division much like Rhea Ripley was with Judgment Day, but then she got hurt. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, as soon as she gets paired with the Bud line, she's going to skyrocket to the top. I definitely think Naomi will be back before Sasha will. Yeah. And I still think ultimately, you know, it, like you said, as long as Vince McMahon is in control of creative, which I have gone on the record, SP3 has gone on the record, multiple people have gone on the record saying he shouldn't be for a myriad of reasons. No. As long as he is, though, nothing's going to change for the women's tag team division. Nothing's going to change for Sasha Banks. I don't think she's coming back. I don't think she's coming back anytime soon. We probably won't see her in a WWE ring until 2024, 2025, after she's gone off and become this megastar in Hollywood or after she's come off and become a huge thing in AEW, whichever one she decides to do or gets the best offer to do. I do think Naomi will be back sooner rather than later. Uh, but I still think it's going to be a little bit more uh, down the line. As you said, they should be replenishing some some talent up on the main roster. So let's dive into this, shall we? It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. Opened up NXT 2.0 last night with a number one contenders match. God, remember when those used to be like all the rage? Number one contenders matches, not these bullshit championship contenders matches, but an honest to good number one contender, number two contender. Let's fight out and see who faces the champion. Love that. It was Roxanne and Cora who ended up earning the opportunity, which, by the way, saves Roxanne's contract. She doesn't have to use that on her best friend, Cora. She now has that. Thank God. uh, Wherever they it would have been dumb, right? We talked about this last week. It would have made sense because Roxanne is young and young people do stupid things. So you could explain it that way, but it still would have been dumb for her to kind of waste her opportunity when she has a uh, a, a guaranteed world title shot. But it was Caden and Katana losing again. And they seem to be in the same boat that Liv Morgan is in. It's like every time they have a chance I'm speaking WWE creative here. Every time they have a chance to elevate their booking, they don't do it. For whatever reason, they they decide not to do it. They have zero equity in the big win department, Caden uh, and Katana do. And then we see them later on in the night where they start eyeballing women in the locker room and throwing a hissy fit and this, that, and the other thing. And they definitely seem to be teasing a change in attitude, a change in direction for Caden and Katana. Maybe the dancing, maybe the, the glow-up collars will be going away here soon. Should NXT, this is the first question, should NXT complete what we saw a little bit last night and turn Caden and Katana heel following their loss to Roxanne and Cora? You might as well because you came out, they came off pretty looking pretty bad in that backstage segment, looking really whiny, complainive. Hey, you lost. So, I mean... Uh, so they they came out not looking good. So you, I think it's a it, it makes sense to do so at this point. I say no. I say forget you ever shot that backstage segment. Take them off TV <laughs> for a few weeks and put them on the main roster. There you go. For the love of Jesus, like you need women's tag teams on the main roster if you care at all about getting those titles back up and running. Yeah, Caden and Katana are ready. 
They're, they're, they're longest, main roster ready. They're ready they're the to go. Longest tenured team in WWE right now. Yeah, them. they call it. What do they call them? A staple, or they call them veterans? And they are. They've been around forever, but you haven't done anything with them. For the love of God, can we? You need established actual tag teams up on the main roster, and they would be great. And you could actually maybe have their first title win be the women's tag team championships. You could establish them out of the gate. They're more needed on the main roster than they are in NXT right now. As we talked about off the top of the show, you have a lot of young, talented, hungry women on that NXT 2.0 roster. Let's start sending some of these people who have been there forever up on the main roster and see if they can find their footing there. September 16th, 2020 was the first time those two women tagged together. It's almost two years ago. So coming up on two years. It's time, man. You don't need them to have a massive heel run. And you got so many other women that are going to be coming through that you need to find TV time for. There is a laundry list of women that I would like to see move up. Alba Fire got basically written off television for that baseball bat. Okay, cool. Move her up. Let's go. Even though I would love to see a tag team of Rain Fire, uh, whenever they bring Ava Rain onto the onto the scene, because I think that tag team name is is baller, but that could come down the line. Move Alba up. Move EO up when she's ready. Move Katana and Caden up. It, it's time to see if these women can kind of find their footing and 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 give them room to roam. And I know that would be, again, overstacking some of these divisions on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, but you already have so many women on SmackDown that you're not interested in really doing anything with. I mean, do we really expect them to start booking Shotzi and Aaliyah like, worth, worth a damn? Over on on SmackDown, how many more? Oh. How many more locked doors can we find? I mean, there, there. It is. If you pay any amount of attention, it is so clear that they don't have any faith or any intention to push most of that SmackDown women's locker room in a meaningful way. So why are you just turning your turning your spinning your wheels there? Why why are you doing it at this point? Let's. Get some new faces in there. Get some rejuvenation built up there. And that's not a shot at the talent. I'm Again, I'm looking at the evidence. WWE, you can't tell me the way that they've booked Shotzi since her call-up or Zia Lee since her call-up or Aaliyah since her call-up. They have any faith or have any plans to do anything of any significance with them. You can't tell me that they have that. Otherwise, we would have seen it already. We do have Great American Bash that is coming up next Tuesday. Pretty decent card there. Got a NXT championship match. We got a women's tag team match. We got a North American championship match. We got Wendy Chu and Tiffany Stratton that's going to be on there. But let's focus on those championship matches there. Jeremy, which champion is most likely to lose their title at the Great American Bash next Tuesday? Uh, I'm going to say the women's tag belts because I think Roxanne is going to be a double champ eventually. Mm. I don't know if they're going to a lot of people think Nikita's going to take it off of Mandy. I don't think so. I do. I think I think Roxanne's going to be the one to take. I think they might put may, may make Roxanne a double champ. Uh I don't see Grayson Waller beating Cameron Grimes. So it was a very uh very uh Carmelo Hayes or right. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> uh it, it was a very uh intuitive, a very smart way to get into that title match by having him sign a bunch of stuff and sneak a contract in there. Thought that was kind of funny, but I don't see Carmelo losing. Uh, un- unfortunately, I don't see Grimes losing unless the call up is there. 
Um, so that just leaves the women and the women's title. I don't know. Is it, did they make that official? I do believe so. Yeah. I believe the number one contenders match was for next no, week. no, no, no. Nikita and, and Mandy, did oh, they make the rematch official after the DQ? I didn't see anything that they were making that official for great American bash, but it's definitely clear that they have that coming down the line. Now I could be wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll scour the, the internets. Uh, to see if anything uh, comes out tonight. But uh, as of this point, no, I've not seen another yeah. match uh, get made official for, for those <laughs> Boy, two. Boy, I, I don't know about the men either. I I, I think it would be dumb to put it on Roddy and, and Damon Kemp. Yeah. I, I don't think it would be smart. Plus, maybe Damon turns on Roddy, and this is the way they kick Roddy out. They do that at the Great American Bash. But it'll be completely idiotic to take it off the creeds here, especially with the way Roddy has been uh, kind of tearing the diamond mind in from the inside, where if they kick him out, they're going to be perfectly fine as a unit, especially with Ivy Nile. Um, it, it may be if you throw in uh, Tatum Paxley, I think's her name, maybe she eventually joins. Uh, then you got, you know, like I said, if Damon Kemp turns on Roddy next week, is it's a perfect way to boot him out. Yeah, I don't know if that's the route they're going to go. So that you know, the only the only title that seems believable in changing is the women's tag belts. Yeah, and I agree. I think again, and I hate to go back to the constant crutch of well, let's let's call them up, right? Again, yeah. you need tag teams. Okay, sending Caden and Katana up is a start. Toxic attraction, whether it's as a group or you decide to put Mandy Rose back with with Sonia and then send, you know, Gigi and JC up on their own as a separate tag team. There's again, there's options if you actually give a crap. But again, going back to the same argument of you have so many young, talented women there. I think it's time to let them kind of roam free. And I do think Nikita is going to be the one that takes the belt off of Mandy Rose because I do think Nikita was the one that they wanted to win the breakout tournament and get the contract anyway. So Roxanne's going to get the consolation prize. Roxanne and, and Cora are going to win the women's tag team titles. I'm going to call it a damn guarantee. They're going to win the tag team titles next week. And that is going to be the beginning of the end of toxic attractions, dominant run in NXT Nikita, whether it's next week or the week after or a couple weeks after she'll take the belt off of Mandy Rose. And then toxic attraction is free to roam wherever they, they need to go, whether they take some weeks off and they get drafted, which the draft is not that far away, or they just get called up either way. I think again, they're better served on the main roster, whether it's as a group or not than they are right now in NXT. Yeah. And, and you cannot break up toxic attraction on that main roster. That's just going to put Mandy, in my opinion, back to where she was when she got sent down to NXT. I think she is a bigger deal being the leader of that group. And so that that's something they need to keep together in order to keep Mandy as a legitimate threat for then a SmackDown or Raw Women's Tag Team Championship. If you split her off from them, I just feel like she's coming up as the same way as she came back down. I, I don't think there's going to be any momentum without having that group leading the way. So I, I still like the uh, so here's the other thing, right? Like, I still like the idea of. Sonia being involved in some way, shape, or form. I think it makes more sense for Sonia to use her influence to, even though she's not a not an authority figure anymore, I still think it it makes more sense for her to use her influence to get Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction up as 
her help on the main roster on SmackDown now that she has no power and she has no friends because she has just used and abused everybody. Like she came off as more of a baby face on SmackDown than Pierce did, to be completely honest with you. And I don't know if there's a change of foot, but I think it makes more sense for her to have some some backup on SmackDown that she at least has some history with. So maybe that's how you can kind of bridge it and get um, toxic attraction up onto the main roster by just having Mandy and Sonia be friends again, which they are in real life. They're opening up a damn donut shop together. Like, let's just let bygones be bygones and, and let her get some help. Sonya Deville, that is up on the main roster. I kind of like that as, as a bridge. It doesn't make a th th there's still some holes there. Logically, I would have to figure out some things logistically to get that done. But I liked, again, the idea. And I do think their value is is better on the main roster than it is uh, on uh, on NXT at this point, again, with so much young talent behind them. But um, again, I do think Toxic Attraction is dropping the belts next week uh, to Roxanne and Cora. The other big newsworthy, noteworthy <laughs> Headline to come out of the show last night. We were all wondering how they were going to address uh, the the actual uh, termination, the actual firing of Mister Two Dimes. I can't. Like we all joked that that they would do it. I never in a million years thought that they would actually do it on television. Absolutely loved it. They did. They killed him. They whacked him. They Smith whacked shoes. Shoes. chucked him into a bridge uh, chucked him over a bridge into a water source and said bon voyage see you later we're assuming he's sleeping with the fishes i loved it i am not shocked because look at this the setup this is a this is a mafia family of course they're gonna kill him the, the, <laughs> this was obvious from the beginning that they just had to find a way to whack him and I think they did the best thing. He tried to go for the head of the table and uh, failed. And so now he got yanked into the river. And I, I loved the segment. I loved how they did it. I loved how they filmed it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was funny that the uh, the actual wrestler two times tweeted, I'm a good swimmer, jokes on y'all. But then he deleted the tweet, uh, realizing that he may get hired back from to WWE in about a year or so. Uh, so he, he realized, ah, I better delete this tweet. But uh, it, it was well done. Yeah, and here's the thing that if you're if you're wondering why they might have gone to the lengths of of killing him and then wondering, well, what happens if they hire him back in a year? Well, one, if they hire him back in a year, they'll they'll either just simply change his name yeah. or two, he'll have a different we'll, gimmick. Yeah, yeah, he'll have a completely different gimmick. Or two, we'll just find out he was in witness protection this whole time. Which again is a is a, a total mob movie. Maybe we'll here. maybe we'll find out he was a good swimmer. Maybe yes. uh, they'll maybe use his survived. deleted They'll use his deleted tweet as part of the story instead of uh, him deleting it, thinking uh, WWE might get mad at him. Maybe, just maybe, Great American Bash 2023, two dimes will reappear to cost Tony D'Angelo the NXT championship. What oh, do we man. think? I don't know. Can you imagine? Cost the dime, all the gold in NXT. A lot can change. That would be a crazy-ass story if he actually comes back as two dimes and long-term booking at its finest that would that would get a big considering the guy doesn't work for the company that would be a big pop he come I, people remember people would remember him i'm sure i don't think they i don't think there's a damn person who would remember they would definitely go who the hell is uh, that remember but no he'll probably come back to different they'll probably put a different gimmick on him you'd remember because you're committed yeah. but i love you because you're committed that's why you're on this program here in believe in no, but, but that, that nxt crowd's gonna know that crowd's pretty 
committed as well. You should. I don't you could think say. he was there. I don't think he was around long enough that people would remember who the hell he is. Maybe. Not a year away anyway. Maybe, but yeah, I, I I liked what they did. I thought it was I thought it was brilliant. Long before uh, Great American Bash 2023, heck, before Great American Bash 2022, we got money in the bank this weekend, and uh, make sure to tune in to Believe in Pro Wrestling this Friday. Let me get that banner out of the way there. Coexisting prediction show with Maggie from Fightful Overbooked. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting to chat with Maggie on our prediction show this coming Friday. What a, what a great photo. Right? I love that photo, and she gave me permission to use it. Rocking she, with rocking that Nutella there. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's one of the best. Uh, if you don't know who Maggie is from Fightful Overbooked, make sure to tune in Friday, 7 a.m. Uh, when she is on with myself and SP3. Uh, that is just going to be a, a really, really good time. I'm looking forward to finally getting to do a show with Maggie. I've been a fan of hers uh, uh, pretty much ever since I knew that uh, she existed. Also, in the meantime, uh, this weekend is Money in the Bank which means we will be drawing our contest winners, which means you are running out of time to enter to win tickets to SummerSlam to watch Roman and Brock 487 live in person at Nissan Stadium. You get to Nashville. We'll get you in the door. All you have to do is be a subscriber here to believe in pro wrestling, whether that's a new subscriber or an old subscriber, just be subscribed and then retweet my pin tweet, which looks a lot like the graphic that you're seeing here at rick uccino you don't even have to follow me just retweet it like it's that simple retweet and subscribe you're entered we will be drawing our winner during money in the bank this coming sunday so hop on that before all of that jeremy we have blood and guts tonight so number four here on the five count fill in the blank the winner of blood and guts will be obviously your options being jericho appreciation society or the blackpool combat club who are you going with tonight? Hmm. I can see it either way, man. Uh, a, because the, the Blackpool Combat Club probably should win this, especially with Claudio now on the team. But yeah. then then I wonder, is this Eddie and Claudio thing going to uh, come up? Their feud from Chikara. They've clearly said online, this ain't over. They showed at the pay-per-view. Eddie spit it. He spit it, Claudio. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know right, uh, right. It, it, the gut feeling is that the good guys are going to win this one. Uh, the appreciation society does not really need to win this one, to be honest with you. They don't really need to win, but then it goes into the number five question that you have set up. Damn as it, well. Are you going to steal my thunder on this one again? Uh, because you, you've been doing you and SP three, you've been agreeing with me a lot lately and it's really pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> but was your your guess for number five going to be the same as mine? Probably. So let's just kind of mold these questions together here, right? So we have fill in the blank. Winner of blood and guts will be. I'm going with Jericho Appreciation Society pretty much for every way that you just laid out. Claudio and Eddie Kingston hate each other, or at least Eddie Kingston hey, despises Claudio. Hey, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Let's just say these two don't get along as on television, right? Basically, they, they were supposed to have a big blow-off feud, but then Claudio got signed with, with WWE. So Yeah, and they that's, never got that's the whole it. story. And, and Eddie Kingston, to his credit, even whether it's been in interviews, he has sticking to his story that he <laughs> trusts Claudio. He hates him, doesn't want anything to do with him, hates, despises the fact that he's got a team with him. 
that the fact that Eddie Kingston can't get along with anybody pretty much is going to end up costing him this match. Um, it's yep. going to be Jericho that's going to get the win. And, and uh, oh, and, and and Jericho, by the way, Jericho is going to get the win over probably Eddie Kingston. I would assume that's going to blow off their feud. And then Chris Jericho, who happened to be, uh, you know, spouting off that it should be his spot in the main event of forbidden door. He should be the interim uh, AEW world champion. He's going to lay claim to the fact that he has a big win over the Blackpool combat club, which means we're going to go to option number five, who should be first up to challenge John Moxley for the AEW interim championship. I'm going with Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho appreciation society is going to win blood and guts. And that is going to lead Chris Jericho to challenge John Moxley for the AEW interim championship. And that's going to be all well and good. Cause, cause Chris Jericho is going to lose. <laughs> that was exactly who I was going to say <laughs> as uh, the challenger to John Moxley. I when I told you before we went on air, I said I've got an idea of who, and it was Chris Jericho. So it was uh, we absolutely matched there without even we didn't give each other our answers either. No. I just I no. just flat out told him before he hit record, I've got somebody in mind, and it was and I said good. So do I. And, it was absolutely yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho. It just makes it just makes too much sense. It like, does from, from yeah. every standpoint. It, it makes even if Blackpool Combat Club wins tonight, even if all hell breaks loose with the, you know the the BCC and. You know, the Claudio I, you know, and Kingston start you, fighting you, and this, you, that, you, and the you, other thing. Moxley could still pull one out of his ass. Yeah. You can still end the whole thing between Kingston and Jericho and then move on to Jericho and Moxley. So either way, you could have Jericho. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you could have Jericho pin Moxley or you could just simply have Jericho challenge him. I don't know if Jericho is anywhere in the rankings right now. I haven't looked at the AEW rankings, but. I mean, you look across the roster, there's really nobody that kind of that kind of makes sense right now. Maybe you could give somebody like a Ricky Starks a shot or or a Keith Lee or a Swerve a shot, somebody who would put on a really good match but but would lose. And I think maybe that 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 might be the case. You know, he's gonna get a few title defenses uh, yeah. before CM Punk comes back, and that's what Tony Khan said. I want to keep somebody like Wardlow far away from him. Somebody like an MJF well, far away from him. Any of your, your next title challengers, like the guys who actually could be the next AEW world championship. I want those guys far away from John Moxley right now. The, the rankings come out on Wednesdays. So they're They're coming out later today. Later today. Uh, so they don't have, obviously they don't have Moxley as interim champion. He's number one. He's the number one contender. Obviously they'll fix that. He'll be as interim and then we will adjust. So, It'll be interesting to see if Chris Jericho just somehow, some way gets into that top five just for the sole purpose of uh, if he does. When this comes out in the afternoon, uh, you might uh, have a good idea. Uh, obviously, Wardlow is going after Scorpio Sky, so he's not going to be in this thing. Then you have Hangman Page, Adam Cole, who's hurt, and Jay yeah. Lethal, whose work is with some Jay Lethal, number five, by the way. Uh, he's working with Samoa Joe, and that's going to be at Death Before Dishonor in July. So you don't, I don't, you don't see Hangman Page and Moxley in, in, in a program. You don't, obviously, Wardlow's busy. Obviously, Lethal is busy. I Like I said, keep an eye on those rankings uh, later today and see if Chris Jericho is a, it, it makes his uh, re-entry into those. There, there's a lot of fun options as well. Malachi Black would be fun. Pack would be fun. Guy, a guy like Ray Fenix would be fun. Penta yeah. would be fun. Um, yeah, 
again, Miro would be great, but I'm keeping him far away from the title picture until he's ready to Malachi win. Malachi Black would be great because he didn't win the All, All Atlantic, so now he's free. Uh, he did he didn't get pinned, did he? No, no, they fed Connors. Everybody I, knew Connors was going to get pinned in that match. Yeah, or he uh, well he tapped, but yeah, that's right, he tapped to the brutalizer. I I couldn't think of off the top yeah. of my head. Um, so you could you could throw Malachi. Like I said, look at the rankings and see who is not Wardlow. I'm guessing Adam Cole is going to drop out of the rankings. So you got you got Wardlow, Hagman, and Lethal. So who are the two guys that if Cole drops out of the rankings, which you got to think he will, who are the two guys that jump up? Those are going to be the two guys you focus on on the next contender for Moxley, most likely. No, so there Jared, is there there is one guy who's undefeated in AEW. There's this Sting guy. <laughs> Would that be something? Again, there's a lot of fun options out there. But I think the one that that is the easiest leap, the one that makes the most sense, the one that the, the story is leading toward, yeah. I think it's going to be Christian. It, it, it's as simple as who enters that top five next week. Well, Christian could be there, too, as well. You could work Christian in there after he's yeah, done. But, you know, but again that's, that's all that's after. down the road that's, yeah, down, that's the road. down the road there's we're, we're there's, thinking we're thinking who who would be the all-out guy and it's got to be jericho I, that's the that's a money your first two champions again yeah uh three years later that's a that's a headlining match um yeah, i would agree i don't know if malachi black would... been out of the jericho's been out of the title picture for so long he really hasn't been in it no since he lost it no there's yeah. there's, there's no harm absolutely no harm and no. moxley can like i said after he takes care of jericho he can beat a couple of the fun guys maybe even beat a couple of the fun guys in between but his first big program i do believe should be and will be uh with yep. chris jericho so we it all comes down to who re-enters those rankings later on today and that'll probably give you your answer we do appreciate you guys tuning in uh to, to today's episode it's going to be a great uh blood and guts regardless of just of added what's going on what just added orange cassidy and Ethan Page. That's going to be a good one. Orange Cassidy coming off the match of the night. Match of the, hey, I'm glad you agree. Uh, a lot of people have agreed with me, too, that that was the match of the night. Yes. Said it once on Monday. I'll say it again. And again, this was directed right at me. When are people going to stop sleeping on Orange Cassidy? Mm -hmm. I, I said it when that match was made. I'm like, really? Is he the right guy for Will Ospreay? Yes, he was. Stop it, you dumbass. Stop sleeping on Orange Cassidy. Dummy. Uh I'm excited to hear uh I'm excited to possibly hear Jane soon too. So uh Jane yeah. by Jefferson Starship, what he is what he used in the Indies. Tony Khan is working close to to secure that. I thought he was working close to secure it for the pay-per-view because they he had a multi-year deal with the Pixies. So I don't know what they're really doing with that if they're not continuing that deal anymore i don't know but i'm not uh, sure apparently they got really close to getting jane yeah the pay-per-view but it just didn't get across the finish maybe line. they were just trying to get it for the pay-per-view but then tony said in the scrum that it wasn't for the pay-per-view so i don't know hard telling there but good <sighs> ma a good match added to uh uh blood and guts so that it's going to be a, a great show tomorrow night or sp3 and myself will be back tomorrow 7 a.m to break down everything that happens on aew dynamite then again we're going to be back on friday 7 a.m coexisting prediction show with maggie from fightful overbook make sure to tune in there oh also by the way i'll have an interview with lacey evans that's going to be dropping 
uh, this week. I don't have the graphic made. Otherwise, I'd, I'd it's been a busy week. I'll get to it. Don't you worry. We got a lot going on here. I believe in pro wrestling. Pound that thumbs up button. Pound that subscribe button. Really helps us out when you do that. We'd love to monetize these videos one day soon, and we got a little ways to go to do that. So tell your friends, spread the word, share the link. We love you. We appreciate you. Enjoy Blood and Guts tonight. Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy pro wrestling. Enjoy Believe in Pro Wrestling. Brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.